0: I'm ready. I'm ready. You want me to go ahead and do this thing right quick?
1: Well, 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 la-
0: <laughs> well,
1: ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what it do? What it do? This your people at the Atlanta Falcon Nation bringing you the heavy hitters every Tuesday night. Well, we started a little, little late because of technical difficulties and all that
0: stuff. So Lively.
2: I'm gonna go ahead and
0: I'm. Mike did it, Mike did it. Mike, it's all Mike's fault.
2: Right?
1: It's Mike's
0: fault. He late.
1: <laughs> damn it. It don't matter if we started late. We started. Damn it. All right. So we're we gonna down. start introducing the people here. We got the starting lineup tonight. We got to my right, Mr. Jew talk sports, the call before the storm, the voice of reason. You choose whatever you want to call. At the bottom here, we have the First lady, I repeat, the first lady of Atlanta Falcon Nation, Miss Maggie T. And if you can't respect that, she's gonna shank your ass. All right, get back down to the diagonal part.
2: That's why they need to know. Don't they know <laughs> that part?
1: We got the mad scientist, Mr. Mad Mike Sports, and me, of course. You can call me K Styles, aka the sixth man. How are we Ooh-hoo. doing tonight, people? Good, uh, oh,
2: I'm gonna talk some big shit tonight, boy. Ooh, I hear Mike ready, so it's all gonna right. be a <laughs> show tonight.
0: All right,
1: all oh, right, okay. Before, all right, hey, look, before we talk that big shit going on here, let me go ahead and get the early shout outs of the show, Mr. Trucker Mike 404, Nick Turner 31, Jamel Riggins, hey, Javon Reed, hey.
3: That's your peep. That's your peoples that's over baby, there, that's, man. That's baby bro right there. That's baby that's
1: bro. That's the peoples. Yes, sir. Twisted torch, and we are gonna go with speed falcon for life. If I haven't gotten to all y'all right now, we are gonna get to you later. What's going on, Absolutely. People? What's
2: going hey, on, man. folks?
0: What what what? what was three? three? You, you want the three? The three keys, hey. real quick. Just want to hey. rip This this real. Hey, hey,
1: let's go ahead and get on these three keys. I'm gonna go ahead
0: hey man, and I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. I want to start off with you, just just real quick. All right, just real quick. Go ahead, man. <laughs> go ahead, man. Yeah, I'm gonna start with the three keys before before I even get there. Um Nah, I'm gonna say that for my uh two point. I'm gonna say that one for my two point because I got I got to something to say to some of you uh, Falcons fans. All right. Y'all think I forgot? Y'all think I'm just scared to, to, to speak my mind on something? Nah, I speak my mind on my terms, okay? So if y'all hear about it, yes, it came from me. I remember everything that y'all did, all right? Trust me, I'm always watching, but like I said, I'm going to respond how I want to respond, when I want to respond. But let's get to these three keys. The first one, man, Um, I'm not worried about Jameis Winston. I'm not worried about Mr. Tim Tebow. I'm not worried about, um, I'm not worried about him. So the first thing I think what the Falcons have to do, man, is continue doing what they are doing is they they've been mixing coverages. They've been playing a lot of man. They've been playing a lot of zone. They've been blitzing. They've been zone blitzing, continue to do that. I'm not afraid of that front four. you guys. If you guys have seen my, uh, my film breakdown with Grady Jr and how he single-handedly destroyed, um, the, the first game. Against the, the Saints, um, the dude has two and a half sacks, and this dude was unblockable. So if they can't block Grady jared they have no cho- they have no chance. All right, even with a quarterback like Drew Brees, okay, he's out. Drew Brees still without an arm, you know, not the the complete player. He's still intelligent. Jameis Witch is not as intelligent as Drew Brees is. So they're gonna have to get block Grady Jerry or they're gonna have a long freaking day. That's number one. Number two is the secondary. I'm not worried about any of their receivers. I'm not worried about mental Slant God. I, right? I'm not worried about him at all, whatsoever. The Falcons secondary are more than capable and keep that uh, that that uh, receiving core intact. In um, and I think what they're gonna have to do in this game more so than uh, more than ever is. You gotta watch Keanu Neal in this game. Keanu Neal is the key to this game. All right. They, yes, they got to stop Grady Jarrett, but if the Falcons can continue to put uh Keanu Neal in the position, this is gonna touch, this is going to test his athleticism. This is going to test his injuries. Is he really back? Because they're gonna use their tight end, they're gonna use their running backs out of the backfield. So Keanu go. he's about to get his track shoes on. He's gonna have to go everybody underneath This is his game. So if that Keanu Neal can do his thing on the defensive side of the ball, Falcons win easily. All right? And the third one, I always say this, man, coaching. But this more so Mr. Stupid-ass. All right? I said I was going to watch my cousin, but that motherfucker is stupid. All right? And I'm talking about dirt fucking quarter. I'm so fucking tired of this damn idiot. I'm, I'm like he—he just—he just does not understand that we can't continue to throw the ball every damn play. Do you realize that there's a such thing as a running back? Why the hell do we got Edo Smith on the damn field on the damn roster? He never fucking plays. Why do we have Olison on the damn squad and he never plays? He practically plays just two running backs. We got four running backs on the damn roster and he only plays two. So it's coaching. Get the running backs involved in the game. That means Todd Gurley as well as your boy Juju. You already know where I'm going with this.
3: Be here, baby. I'm man.
0: Be gotta be get Brian. So let me know what you guys think,
4: man.
1: All right, Mr. Utah Sports. Let me listen here. What your three keys gonna be on
3: this subject? I don't know where it always start for me on the defensive line. Like in this game, especially if if Jameis is playing. Um, Drew Brees, you can you can rattle him, but it's harder to rattle Drew Brees because he's been around for so long. But Jameis is one of those guys. I hope early in the game he has like interception or he has a sack fumble because he's one of those guys that kind of rides the wave. If he starts off hot, he's one of those guys that pretty much stays hot. I talked about it um, a little bit in the video that I did about um, I think it was last year when Jameis was in Tampa and they came to Atlanta and he pretty much came and torched us. So with Jameis, it's either hit or miss. Some games, when he's on, he's on. He can make, He's making every throw. And that's why he's kind of one of those quarterbacks um, that scares me in a way because he's willing to try anything. He's like Brett Favre. He's going to throw that ball. I don't care. And that's why him playing with Bruce, Arian, uh, Bruce Arians as his coach kind of fits his scheme. And even Dirk Cutter when he was in Tampa because Jameis is a gunslinger. He wants to throw the ball. He wants to throw the ball down the field. Now, one thing that I do like uh, like about Jameis' playing in this game is he'll put the ball in harm's way, so he's going to give our cornerbacks chances to intercept the ball. Like a Foye, Luhkon, Deion Jones, this is their game to get an interception. Uh, AJ Terrell, who's very opportunistic, very aggressive, and likes to peek in the backfield and likes to play off coverage. This is his game because he can jump, he can bite on Ross in this game because Jameis is going to put the ball in harm's way. So I'm looking for the pass rush to get home. We can bring that pressure like uh, Mike talked about with Brady Jarrett up front, but I'm looking for somebody else to step up with them because if you remember in that game last year when we went and dominated them in New Orleans, Uh, Vic Beasley had a good game. Um, Adrian Claiborne, who's no longer here, he had a great game uh, on the inside. They were placing both of those guys on the inside and and bringing that pressure up the middle. And when AC was here, uh, Adrian Claiborne, he was one of those guys that consistently got pressure, whether he was on the outside or whether he was playing that three technique, like how they play Don Kaminsky. So this is a game to watch John Kaminsky, because he's one of those guys that's that energy guy. They're going to be focused on Grady Jarrett, so we're going to need somebody else. I mean, Grady is pretty much unblockable, but if we have somebody else, maybe like a Marlon Davidson, who hasn't, you know, no team really has a lot of tape on him, he's another guy in this game that I think could be a sleeper. A lot of people might not be thinking about Marlon Davidson because he hasn't played a lot. He's one of those guys that can actually, we can actually roll him out there and he can be another guy that puts pressure on the middle. Uh, condense that pocket. Get your hands up. Maybe we can battle ball. Um, as Big Low says, the only time uh, Michael Walker gets an interception is off a tip. So maybe he gets his first interception in this game off a tip pass or something like that. Uh, maybe Keanu Neal, you know, gets an interception in this game. But I'm, number one key to victory is definitely stop the run, get pressure on the quarterback, force a turnover early, get Jameis Winston – you know, in his feelings, and usually with, with Jameis Winston, it's an avalanche. Once he makes that first mistake, it seems like he can't get over it. Like he has that dark cloud over his head the rest of the game. So hopefully we can get some pressure on him in this game early. I'm not too sure if Dante Fowler is going to play, and I do think that Dante Fowler, if he plays, he definitely could be an X factor coming off the edge. Um, him combining with Grady Jarrett. Um, my second key to victory in this game, Mike talked about it again, My boy, Brian Hill. I've been talking about it. Feed Brian Hill and and Todd Gurley in this game. Use these guys with those swing passes, like get these guys involved, not only in the running game, but also out of the backfield. Like we talked about it. Case pulled it up. I think it was last week where he talked about how many catches Todd Gurley has out of the backfield. I think it was less than 30, which is crazy because Todd Gurley is a guy that can be used kind of like a Swiss Army knife. Use this guy. On Wildcats, use this guy out of the backfield, line this guy up in the slot, and let him go one-on-one against those linebackers of the Saints. Because one thing about the Saints linebackers, they do not like to cover. The reason they went out and got oh, no. traded for Quan Alexander mm. is they don't like to cover. Those guys are thumpers. Uh, Davis, Demario Davis is a thumper. He wants to come downhill in a run game. He wants to blitz. Make that guy put him out in space and see if he can cover Todd Gurley one-on-one. See if he can cover Brian Hill, who's proven to be an improved pass catcher. And also on this game, please, dirt cutter, those use some tosses and use some uh, some outside zone runs in this game. Use some of those outside runs. Like stop with all of this inside up the gut every single play. Because in this game, the New Orleans Saints has a very big defensive line. Uh, Unumata, all those big guys they got up front. Cam Jordan, those guys love to condense the pocket. They love the blitz. So the way you beat the blitz is with quick passes. So in this game. Get those guys out of the backfield. This is a game for Edo Smith, as Mike was talking about. Let Edo Smith play because Edo Smith is a guy I've talked about consistently. He's a guy that's supposed to be catching those passes out of the backfield like a James White from the uh, New England Patriots. Use that guy out of the backfield and allow him to take advantage of those slower linebackers who can't deal with those option routes. Take advantage of those guys. In this game, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage. Use those guys out of the slot and use Hayden Hurst. I really think in this game, Hayden Hurst could go crazy because just mm-hmm. like he was talking about Keanu Neal, make those safeties and make those linebackers cover at all costs. Do not let those guys just come downhill and thump. Make these, spread these guys mm-hmm. out as Dirk Butter loves to do and just let your athletes be athletes. Matt Ryan, three-step drop, get that ball out your hands quick. Let Russell Gage, let Calvin Ridley, let Julio run out the catch. Like, Don't have Matt Ryan mm-hmm. back there holding the ball with all these five- and seven-step drops because we do that in this game. Matt Ryan's going to get sacked a bunch because they have one of those defensive lines that's very aggressive. I talked about it in my video again. Trey Hendrickson, number 91 for the Saints. He's a guy to look out for on the opposite side of Cam Jordan. This dude is a game record. He's one of those guys that's been coming on, and we do not want to get these guys going. So the way that we stay ahead of the chains is get that ball out quick. Quick throws, three-step drops with Matt Ryan. Look for your outlets. Hayden Hurst, let him run out the catch. Hayden Hurst is a wide receiver pretty much. Let this guy run out mm-hmm. of the pitch. Use Brian Hill and tosses, sweeps. Use some jet sweeps in this game. We've seen it last year with Calvin Ridley and um, King John Barner. Use these guys. Use some misdirection. The way you take advantage of that aggressive defense and those aggressive blitzing, aggressive Dennis Allen blitz. Make those guys look at some eye candy. Have somebody coming on the reverse. Make, slow those guys down. If you have some type of misdirection, you will be able to slow down that pass rush. So screen passes, mm-hmm. any quick passes in this game. And the final uh, key to victory, and I know I've been kind of long-winded. I'm sorry, guys, but y'all know it's rivalry uh, rivalry week. And the last (laughs) key to victory is coaching. In this game, Mike talked about it. No dumb coaching. No passing over 40 times. Let's keep it balanced. Let's stay ahead of the chains. Uh, Raheem Morris, no dumb timeouts, no dumb penalties, and don't allow any fake punts. If I see another fake punt where a team is picking up a first down on a <laughs> fake punt, I'm a snap. I'm so tired of seeing every team, like, why are we not ready for that? Every team yeah. saying, like, does the same thing against us. They always end up picking up a first down off a fake punt. Against the Carolina Panthers, Jeremy Chen, a direct snap, and he runs for like 30 yards down the field. Be ready for the fake punt. Atlanta, we always seem to, for whatever reason, we get caught off guard on special teams. If we, if we get a quick three-and-out Drew Brees and uh, not Drew Brees, but the head coach, uh, Sean Payton, he's very aggressive. And he's very tricky. So in this game, if we get a couple three and out, he's super aggressive. So he might tell them, hey, look, run this fake because they're not going to be ready for it. So Atlanta, please be, watch your film and be ready for the fake punt. It's coming. They have to do some type of trick play in this game. Taysom Hill, watch out for the trick play because they, they have to do something in this game without Drew Brees. They need to uh, get some explosive plays. And the only way they can get as close to play is off a of trick play. So be ready for the trick play. I don't know who's gonna do it, whether it's gonna be on special teams, whether it's Taysom Hill on a, a toss back throw. It's gonna be some type of trick play in this game. So be prepared for it. And those my three keys. What you got, K Styles? Uh, before I get to mine, I'm gonna go ahead and get a couple more shout-outs as
1: well. Before I get to mine, I said, hey, we got we got Drake, we got Drabo in the building. We're gonna say what's happening to him. What up, Dre? And- Right. We got Quentin Willis. You know, that's, that's a regular. Wallace Smith. And we got Twisted Torch TV. Like I said, we're going to get to more of y'all later on. But we got to get on with this segment. Hey, I wanna, well,
0: let, me, let me do one, one, one thing. If you guys have a channel, this is something that I'm just, this is a fly. If you guys have a channel, man, like, go ahead. You have my permission. All right? My permission to drop your link in there. All right? All right, you guys trust me, just, just go to their channel, subscribe to them. Everybody, you know, this this is a place where, where we want to give everybody at least a shot to be seen, man. So it's like go ahead, do your thing, drop your link, man. Y'all go check anyone out. Um, if you have a channel. So go ahead, out My bad.
1: Hey, hey, it's all about networking, baby. Remember, it ain't it ain't just Absolutely. us, it's all of y'all there too. So we all in this together. But I'm going to go to my three keys. Um, My first key is going to be set the tone. You have to set a tone early. Mm -hmm. Offensively, you have to score touchdowns in this game. We can't settle for field goals. So when you Mm -hmm. get a chance to, like I said, the way New Orleans defense plays, like I said, they're very aggressive. They're going to try to use – Got Chuck. What? 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 What's his name? Cha- Chauncey. What is that? The the, the anti slant. Uh, <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: anti slant boy. They gonna use him like Jamal, like the Seattle Seahawks used Jamal <laughs> Adams first game. So, but that that's from what I've seen the last couple of games. I see they're gonna use a lot of safety blitzes. They're they gonna bring at least five or six. So. Damn, Drew, damn near covered up all my points, but I'm going to go ahead and re-rent those again. Sorry, bro. No, 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 you good because they get to hear my point of view from it. Todd go. Gurley, Brian Hill, whoever the hell's in the backfield need to be in the passing game. himself. <laughs> oh, that's a, good because, one. that's
0: a good one. Because,
1: because if they're going to be bringing five or six every play, your tight ends and your running backs are going to be your best friends here. Ain't mm-hmm. hey, no ifs, fans or buts. Point number two, mm-hmm. defense. You have to put wood on these motherfuckers. You got you you gotta make you gotta make them fear you in this game. Cause we already mm-hmm. know if Jameis Winston's going to start, Taysom Hill gonna get about 60% of the snaps because he nine times out of ten gonna run the ball. So you must blow his ass up out the game. They call him Tim Tebow Junior. for a reason because he can't throw worth a damn. (laughs) But that's what that's kind of what their offense expects because they know if Taysom Hill's on the field, you think in nine times ten they're gonna run it, and that's when they're gonna hit you with Mm -hmm. the big play. Mm -hmm. And you know where I'm going with number three. You know where I'm going with number three, right? (laughs) Oh, 60
0: yes. minutes. 60 really minutes.
1: Hold, hold on, hold on. 60 minutes, motherfucker.
0: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 60 minutes.
4: <laughs> 60
1: minutes of football, which means dirt cutter, your game plan, like I said, we have to see this team be aggressive and set the tone from Fifth, from the beginning of the game until it hits three zeros at the end of the game, because mm-hmm. we know Saints Falcon games, as Jew would say, come down to three, four, five plays, and we have to execute those. If we don't execute them, then it's going to be one of those things where it's damn. Like well, like well, like like Ron Simmons say, damn. We, we don't want right. one of them moments.
2: <laughs>
1: and
0: that that so, pretty much goes right there. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's uh introduce uh one of our affiliates to the show, man. Um when is he gonna come? When is he gonna come? When is he gonna come? Hey Dabble um, do, <laughs> <laughs> do <laughs> when you gonna come. Hey man, um there you go. Mr. J Rock
1: hey
4: man. Hey, man.
0: <laughs> hey man, this is one of our young affiliates, man, my boy J Rock, man. Um, you guys go ahead and join the oh, Discord. Hey man, it's all it's all good over here, man. Tell uh, people you all about, J Rock.
4: yeah man what's going on y'all uh happy to be on here with with y'all again as always uh yeah man um falcon's nation uh you said turn down the oh hold on, i'm sorry uh yeah i appreciate everybody uh for letting me tap in with y'all but um yeah man i i'm a streamer and uh I just love the Atlanta Foggers. I love this channel. Uh, I support you guys. Mm-hmm. Jew styles, Maggie, the whole gang. I, I appreciate y'all. That's, you know, keep it short and sweet. I appreciate y'all, man. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
4: Absolutely, uh, man. Uh, um, man, What what, what, what are these damn questions at, man? When we go?
0: I got something. Y'all want to get to the questions? Y'all just want to No, nah, As a matter of fact, let's get to this. I want to talk about this now. I got to get this out of the way, man. <laughs> Uh-oh. I gotta get this one out of the way. Uh-oh.
5: Your boy, your boy,
0: that's your boy. Your boy, your boy <laughs> did it again, man. We you know, made the news again. Who am I talking about? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Who? Who? Who am I talking about? Ooh. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Who? who am I talking about? Who? You, know, you, you, gotta gotta go you
1: already
0: know M- it. it's coming. <laughs> Y'all, yes. Y'all gotta go AFN if you don't know it. If you don't know it, let me just go ahead and say it. All right. Let me just go ahead and say it. Your boy to McKinley, man. Takaris McKinley. Don't is, his ass. Yeah. He's nowhere to be found. No, I'm not. The boy's on the waiver list again, all right on the way with this again again bro failed the test he failed he couldn't pass the test why because he's injured this is what i'm talking about been saying this for a while everybody want to talk about he's he's likable you know what i'm saying he may be better than vic busy the dude is injured again. Couldn't even pass. He couldn't even pass the freaking physical to pay for the damn Bengals. And this is your this is your king. Falcons fans? A lot of people said the Falcons was stupid for even making this decision to get rid of Tack. This dude has been an absolute bust from the very beginning. They drafted this guy first round, injured couldn't play in training camp. Why? Because he was injured. And here we go again, right back at the same situation again. You know what I'm saying? Again, injured. All of this is karma. All of this is karma. The Falcons organization from the very beginning, they gave him a shot. He was injured from the, from the beginning, coming to his college, career coming coming into the NFL during college, guess what? Injury prone. The guy was moody. This is all on his scouting report. Just re- go read it for yourself. All of these were warning signs and Thomas Dimitrov still drafted the guy. The Falcons took a chance on the guy that who really wasn't worth it. When you look at the scouting report if you see seen what he's provided for the Falcons, he wasn't worth it. But instead of this guy being, you know, thoughtful for what this organization did for him, they did not in any way bash this guy. They gave him the proper help. They wanted to help. And guess what? He went on Twitter and bashed him and turned around and, you know, here we go. The Falcons, he got his wish, thought he was just going to go to another team and going to live it up. But nope your ass can't even make the damn Cincinnati Bengals roster. He can't even make the Cincinnati Bengals roster. But they got so much to say about Vic freaking Beasley. At least Vic Beasley did something. At least he made a pro Bowl. At least he had a 10-sack season. More than a 10-sack season. 15 and a half, led the league in sacks, but nobody wanted to give him credit for that. Instead, y'all want to cap for tech for what reason? He ain't never did a dang old thing, never. What has he done besides lie and blame everybody except for himself? This is what happens when you're unappreciative. You're in, often injured, and you blame everybody except for yourself. This is what happens, I'm, and I'm saying I'm just gonna be real. This is what happens. I have absolutely no sympathy for this guy. None. Whatsoever. You caused this. Because you were ungrateful for what this organization, and even the fans, bro. The fans, that's the most disappointing thing. The fans. You have loyal fans here in Atlanta that had your back, and he basically shitted on every fan there is. So if y'all guys want to expand on that, man, I'm and like I said, like I said, I'm, I'm gonna say this too. I'm gonna say this, but
1: well, now nah, I, was
0: about, say, I was, about to, it was about to go. I was about to go a little bit overboard, but mm, I, I, <laughs> I'll let I'll let that one go. I'll let that one go. Well,
1: well. Like I said, that right there was a situation where, bruh, you never know what you had good until it's gone. And I'm going to ask everybody here do y'all remember Barney? Y'all remember Barney, right? Mm
5: -hmm.
1: Y'all remember Barney. Good old happy, lucky, everybody was in your corner.
5: Mm -hmm.
1: This, This is the new tap pick I found right here. I don't know if y'all gonna recognize this. Oh, <laughs> we're gonna look at Tap McKinley really? right here, right quick.
0: This is the old,
1: this is the old crackhead Barney right here that nobody <laughs> knows about.
4: Where's the color? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what you mean? Oh, Where the color? That is the color. <laughs> <That> is- <laughs> oh, See, he would have been. Look, I'm about to say he would have been brighter, but you remember, Tack didn't really get sacks like that, so the less sacks he got, the
4: darker you got. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> hey, man.
0: man. Oh, man. Hey, what's your, what's your thoughts on that, J-Rock? Say that you again? Thoughts on, your thoughts on Tack, man, this whole Tack situation, him
4: not yeah. being... It's it's yeah. a mess. I think it's a huge mess. I'm kind of glad we got rid of him because if we would have brought him back, it would have been, you know, more locker room issues. So, he can take that diva elsewhere. <laughs> I'm not a fan of divas at all. Y'all know <laughs> y'all know the divas out there in the NFL, but uh mm-hmm. he's one of them now. So, that's their problem whoever want to take him. I did hear one thing that uh I Saw early, I think uh, Kyle Shanahan said he wanted them. <laughs> go right ahead, take them, take
3: them, please. Though, Kyle Shanahan wants every yeah. ex Falcon,
0: <laughs> he wants yeah. every
3: ex Falcon player. Hey, go ahead, man, dude, go ahead
0: and
4: do it. I already hey. know, man. You- hey. They lost their pass rushes, they need him, though.
3: Yeah, that's true, but I don't think Tack gonna do anything to help him personally. Y'all know why I feel about Tack. I was done with him, and y'all know it take me a long time. As the voice of reason, it takes me a long time to get fed up with a player, but I was done with him when he was pouting and he wasn't playing. Like One thing that I think he took for granted, GMs and front offices will do anything to cover their butt on picking a first-round pick, whether they're wrong or right. right. They'll do anything to try to – they'll do whatever they have to do. They'll backpedal. They'll moonwalk. They'll do whatever they have to do to make it look like they make the right choice with that first round pick. And I think Tack McKinley took that for granted. The Falcons was going to be the only team that was going to give him that long leash that we gave him of him not ever getting 10 sacks. Every other team, like the Bengals, they were able to cut him like it was nothing because they didn't choose him in the first round. It didn't cost them anything to to cut him. So to be honest, the Falcons gave him the longest leash out of any team. Like, Every other team, he's going to have to grind his way onto the roster. Like, they're not going to just give him. Because if you think about it, when he came to the Falcons, we pretty much gave him a starting role. We didn't make him compete with anybody. Everybody that was in, the, in his way of getting his playing time either was let go, like Adrian Claiborne. Everybody that was in, this, in that particular role that could have competed with him was let go. So, really, with Dan Quinn... Being here, Dan Quinn put too, many, uh, too much uh, trust in the players that he believed in. I think he put too much trust in Big Beasley. I think he put too much trust in Tack. And he didn't do a good job of making those guys compete for positions. And that was the same thing with Tack. Like, this year, we didn't bring anybody really to compete with him. Other than Charles Harris, like, who did we really bring in that could have took his position? That's the reason why Tack felt entitled. I really feel like T- Tack was walking around like he was the king on campus. But he hadn't did anything. And to me, like Mike was saying, we we threw dirt on Vic Beasley because he couldn't uh you know get that 15 sack season again. But at the end of the day, like I said, I was one of those that was like keep Vic Beasley and cut Tap McKinley. Like give mm-hmm. Vic Beasley Tap McKinley. We didn't pick up his fifth year option anyway. I'm like, cut this guy because I knew Tap McKinley for one, he can't stay healthy. At least with Vic Beasley, he actually stayed healthy. He actually played. But Tap McKinley, it's like this dude don't even give any effort. Like, this dude can't even stay healthy. So I was like, he's on, the, he's on the team. He's talking. He's not bringing anything to the table. So I think, really, Thomas Dimitrov, when he was here, he was so busy trying to prove that he made the right choice with that first-round pick. We should have cut bait with Tap McKinley a long time ago or tried to trade him a long time ago. So, really, Tap McKinley made uh, – he tried to make the Falcons look bad by saying – Last year, we could have got a second-round pick for him, which it came out that all of the stuff he was saying wasn't true. But I would have gave him up for a bag of chips real talk because he wasn't doing nothing. Like, we <laughs> can get a <laughs> player, get better player. that can do better than him. Yeah, he wasn't doing anything. So I'm like, one thing that you can't measure is effort. And that's what Tack didn't give us. Like, all of these guys that we have playing now, like the Jacob Tatooi Mariners, the uh, Stephen Means, they're not as talented, meaning God-given ability like Tack, Tack McKinley. But one thing about those guys, they're gonna give you effort. And you can't measure effort. You can't measure heart. And to me, that's something that Tap McKinley didn't have. He had all the god given ability. He had no heart and he and pretty much he had no effort and no work at uh, no work ethic. And if you don't have work ethic and you don't have heart in the NFL, I wouldn't be surprised if he never gets picked up again or he never makes another 53-man roster. And I'm being serious because he doesn't put the work in, you gotta put the work in. And that's one thing I can say about a lot of these players that are on the Falcons. We got a lot of guys that work their way up from the ground. Rico Allen, guys that nobody believed in. Steven Means, these guys, Jacob Tatooine-Mariner, these guys were practice squad players. And these guys are now on the actual roster. And they're actually making some noise. Like Jacob Tatooine-Mariner, every time I see him, he making a play. I'm like, I don't know what college he went to. I don't know much about him far as he wasn't probably a five-star recruit. But he's one of those guys that's going to give you effort and that's all you can ask for at the end of the day
4: mm-hmm.
3: probably went to devry university but hell, they like,
1: got more heart than that motherfucker.
4: Wow, yeah <laughs> definitely.
1: because like i said you said you would trade you wouldn't trade for a bag of chips hell i already got i already had his trade value right here let me put it up one more one more time <laughs> 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 Trade that motherfucker for <laughs> trade his ass for a moon pie in this
0: motherfucker.
4: Not the moon pies, not the moon pie. Yeah, the hey, moon pie,
0: not the banana kind, not the banana kind. That nasty banana guy Hell no, you mean that no, me. no, no, not
1: the way that tap played. Like I said, it was the banana kind. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know what he was expecting, bro. Because you think four years, 17 and a half sacks, bro, that's a rotational pass rusher. You're not finna get no value.
4: Definitely, you
0: know, yeah. Bro, you $10 for that, I'm not giving you ten million dollars to be a rotational player. Like that's essentially what you are. Like, like I said, man. Like, Vic B wasn't he wasn't a complete pass rusher. You know when. Well, I'll say this: the Vic Beasley wasn't a complete defensive end. He was a situational pass rusher. Um, that's that's kind of the reason why the Falcons ultimately you know, moved away from him. They needed a guy who they could count on, you know, um, consistently uh, all four down, all three four downs, um, three downs. Um, and Vic Beasley wasn't that um, tack. They thought he would be that, but you know, they kind of. Um, I think they really just took a, a huge chance on tack, to be honest. Um, they put all the eggs in one basket. They tried to, you know, give him some confidence, and he took that shit. And, man, it here got bigger than that damn, uh, what you call that damn? Uh, <laughs> that that motherfucker's head got that damn big, man. I, I, I See, they didn't get rid of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you have to earn your state. Pack has never done a damn thing. He's never done anything. For somebody to have that massive ego on top of the lack of production, what are you crying for? Why are you blaming everybody else? It's your fault. If they don't believe in you, well, shoot, like, play harder. Do something. Don't go to damn Twitter and say you want to go to Dallas and say you want to go to, uh, you know, to California, play harder. If you want the money, you got to play hard. You got to work hard. Go into off-season. Go to Chuck Smith. All right, you know, go to his uh school. Like, he, this dude was willing to help you guys. You know what I'm saying? He's willing to help you guys develop an extra password. He don't want to do that. I mean, he probably want to do it, but he can't stay damn healthy. Every fucking off-season, he damn getting shoulder surgeries. So what the yeah, hell good are you?
4: doing all that's these ice. workouts in the offseason. Oh, look at me. I'm, I'm building more, you know, strength. <laughs> you ain't doing nothing with it on the field. What is that doing on the field? <laughs> that's a, that's a, I'm, I'm putting more muscle, on. you guys. Ain't doing shit on the field with it.
1: Said that boy ain't worth chitlin' juice.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. But you see this comment right
4: here
1: saying uh, <laughs> I just hope we can get a coach that developed the defense. He said, Oliver became a bust because Dan Quinn couldn't develop shit. Ooh, but we're supposed to have the I, best I, secondary coach.
0: What you I'm got coming. saying about that, Mike? It's going to be real quick, man. I, I don't think that's a problem. A lot of times you don't need necessarily need to develop players. That might sound crazy. Um, but I don't think the Falcons have that issue. Um, Their biggest issue is scheme. They got to get out of that old-ass, ancient. I'm just going to, you know, play cover three, cover four, and we just going to tackle well. Well, that's boring as shit. I'm just going to be right. honest. That's a at boring that point, defense.
4: At that point, we, we're already figured out. I mean, if, if Dan Quinn is bringing yeah, that shit already going, figured out. Yeah, if, if Dan Quinn has already been running that shit since Seattle – cover three and cover four, <laughs> and you coming over to Atlanta with the same thing, you think people haven't figured that out? Hell, we figured it out when we played them,
2: right? <laughs> exactly.
4: right? <laughs> exactly, Everybody, Everybody was so scared to play the, the oh my God, the Legion of Boom, and then Marshawn Lynch and, and Russell Wilson and all that. Nobody, everybody was terrified to play them. And they came in our yeah, house, shred, we played them, good. and and Not we did good on that, that
3: yeah, man. So I think before, I just want to touch on that real quick, k styles, yeah. what them talking about that cover three scheme. I don't think people realize because Seattle is winning, I've seen a stat that they say that Seattle has the worst defense in the league, the worst passing defense in the league. We might, y'all might want to fact check me on that, but they have the worst defense in the league, people. And that's what Pete Carroll, like we always looking at, and this is what Mike talked about in one of his videos where he was talking about Super Bowls. We're so worried about wins and losses, and that's all we look at. We don't go in and look at the game in depth. We have to stop being, you know, always looking at the outcome. If you win the game or if you lose the game. No, look at Seattle. Seattle right now, their defense is the worst in the league. And they play that cover three scheme. That's what Dan Quinn got it from. And I don't think you got uh, a lot of people realize because uh, Seattle had a winning record. A lot of people were just overlooking that basically Russell Wilson is playing hero ball. Like he's actually getting that defense out of a lot of situations where a lot of games this year they should have lost. They just outscored teams mm-hmm. and they didn't make key turnovers, mm-hmm. key mistakes that we made, like clock management, uh, clock management mistakes. Because a lot of the games, our record could be just as good as Seattle if we have better clock management and better um, decision making. Like the game against Dallas, we just recover onside kick. That's coaching the game against the Chicago bears and we just run the football and we just make one or two more tackles in that game. We win that game. Like it comes down to the small things. A lot of people are not realizing Seattle, the game that they played, I think was week two against uh, the Patriots. They had a goal, a goal line stand on it on that uh, fourth down where they stopped Cam Newton on a a quarterback power. So a lot of the games they're winning Mm -hmm. at the buzzer. And now if you watch Seattle the last two or three weeks, I think on like a two or three game losing streak. Like, Russ Russ is still trying to play hero ball, and he's throwing some bad interceptions. Last week, he threw two or three interceptions. One play where he was running for a first down, he tried to throw across his body, throw an interception in the red zone. So a lot of people that talk about Matt Ryan all the time, about uh, how, you know, Matt Ryan threw that interception against the Panthers. Russell Wilson is doing the same exact stuff, and I don't hear people saying, you know, Russ, everybody's saying Russ is in the MVP category, but the last couple of weeks, Russ is pressing just like Matt Ryan because his defense is letting him down. Just like early in the year, why defense was giving up 30 plus points a game. Same thing with Seattle. You guys go look at their defense. Everybody talked about Dan Quinn is not a good coach. And everybody talks about how great of a coach Pete Carroll is. He's supposed to be a defensive minded coach. Well, he's not elevating that defense over there in Seattle. So I think we got to, as much as we own, you know, Dan Quinn's back about, in the past 23. 23-
0: 23rd overall and 26 in the past. So they have a very the
1: bad. bad.
4: They're horrible. Exactly. I, tell, I tell you something that is so crazy. Though. I'm gonna back you up, Jew, on 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 that whole thing you just did on the Seattle Seahawks. So you know how we was talking about how scary Seattle was back then because of Dan Quinn and that defense. Well, look at it now. It's lopsided. Their offense is super stacked now. Dan mm-hmm. Quinn's gone. Yeah, they so yeah, their defense is, is going to be terrible. And then look at all those key players that they lost. I think the only person that's 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 still there from from back in those days is KJ Wright and uh, Bobby, Bobby Wagner, Wagner. That's it. Yeah. So they're they're really top heavy on offense now. They're like super because back then Russell just had it was just himself and um, Marshawn. That was it. That was that was it. Now they have DK. They have uh, Lockett. They have so many weapons now. Go ahead, K Style. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: But before I won't get to it, I see Floyd Don Donley said he had a late. He said he won a late birthday present wearing from the Falcons. Hey, we're gonna give you a belated birthday shout out on this show today, man. Yes, sir. But, yes, sir. Yes, sir. but I won't get to this comment on the screen because this shit had me laughing throughout the whole thing. He said, Desmond Koppel said I know five minutes and six sissies that can take that job." <laughs> <laughs> Man. Oh wow! Damn! If you want me to kind of put the subtitle on that, basically just Whew! say I went the bull, bulldogs and found your replacement. <laughs>
4: Hey, man. Damn tech, you better not bring your man
1: Hey, hey, we'd have lost that interview already, so shit, fuck
2: it. Yeah, he ain't hit me back. I hit his DM up but he didn't hit me back. I was like, come on, Tech, speak your truth, bruh. He ain't hit me back. Oh, man, too.
1: Oh, we, man.
4: My we don't have oh, shit.
1: Yeah. Oh man, well,
2: but I try. yeah, I tried.
1: Hey, it's all good. It's all good. So would y'all? So would y'all say that 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 uh, Seattle defense is kind of charming soft right now?
4: Like a baby. I'll baby. say this.
1: Hold on, hold on, oh, yeah, hold on, hey. Mike. Before you get to it, here you go. I I, I put the picture up. There you
0: go. Charming <laughs> soft. <laughs> <laughs> that a that
1: up, Now, now we gotta do the Charmin song. He, like I said, cupcake. <laughs> like I said, I, I guess he didn't like the cupcakes in Cincinnati because they cut his ass, so we ain't
2: gonna do that no <laughs> he ain't
5: more. Get a, <laughs> ain't <get>
2: <laughs> but, them bangers yeah, man, that, it, um, them tweets he made that's what that was like. <laughs> oh, this nigga, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> what did we just do? Get but
1: the of. funny, but the funny thing <laughs> is, I don't know if anybody in the comments and chat realize it, but Miss Maggie T called that shit before it happened.
4: <laughs> okay, so early prediction.
1: <laughs> yeah, so she called. She literally called. She said, "Attack ain't playing another down for the Falcon." This was three weeks ago. Yeah,
4: yeah. Bam, that's what happened. Good, hey, hey, good call. Good call. Yep.
1: Hey. I told you. She the first lady for a reason. Now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the way it she wasn't that Raheem was not, you know, he was dodging them questions. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 he ain't playing.
0: <laughs> yeah, he ain't playing with that. He ain't playing. He ain't having that. He ain't having that. That's it. Like, that's that's what I like. I like accountability, man. Don't let people just come in here and do whatever the hell they want to do.
2: When he I miss, he enough, was making that. him an example. That's all he was. He just, you know, let him talk his shit. You're going to sit on the bench and then you cut. Buddy, that's all. That was just you know, everybody, why we don't do this? It's like, look, he's trying to make an example out of this dude. Because, uh, yeah, look that's what coaching just happened.
4: Experience right there, that's, that's <laughs> coaching experience. Because oh, uh, I don't think Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn would have just sat him down and let him play or act a fool or whatever. Yeah, oh,
2: yeah, he would have been playing, he would have been, he would definitely man. still be
4: on the court. Man, man, that man. Be yeah, you're right. Because at that point, he'll be, he's fighting for his job, so you know, he would have been, yeah, desperate.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dan Quinn would have took his ass to Jersey Mike's and got him a sandwich and told him, "Good job, son." <laughs> 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 That's all that would have been, but <laughs> but but I got another one here. Mad- madness. <laughs> Look what this boy said. He said his fat ass ain't, past,
4: ain't that physical either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, madness! <laughs> madness! Was it a physical though? Was
2: it?
0: it wasn't mm.
1: physical like,
2: now
0: nah, he, nah, he was he was uh, on his uh, period like you, could, you, could, you could have something else like we like, like like we said we don't know the truth like like i said i tell people all the time man like y'all think you know arthur blank and the Falcons don't have pool, man like arthur blank is ahead of the owners associate but owners um voting uh anytime they come with a decision it got to go through arthur blank first like he is that guy all right so you have uh Rich McKay, who's a he's a head of the, the um the um uh the competition committee. He's on top of that's like the Falcons got pulled, you know what I'm saying? Like tack, I don't know what the hell he was thinking. I, like like I said, I don't know what the hell he was thinking, but now we see like that was a bad fucking decision to go out and just like I said, dude, you ain't never did shit. You ain't gonna do shit. You can't do shit because your arm all fucked up. So why are you running your damn mouth? You know what I'm saying? Like, you should be the last person running your mouth about anything. You know what I'm saying? You that Vic B, the one that they ran out of the damn city, all right, who actually put up something. They ran his ass out of the damn city, and you think you untouchable. Ain't nobody asking no damn second-round pick for you. Who, gonna, who Who's going to get attacked? The find second-round pick for attack. For what? For what?
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Anybody got a what? question? Anybody got an answer? Who, what the hell are you gonna give them? Like seriously? anybody? Under, why? Really? why? would you? Would you them up? And that's How it. Well, say. Let me. I want to explain on something. Explain on something that, um, you guys kind of said about the cover. Um, the Seattle defense. This is another thing that the people don't take into account. That defense, um, wasn't as great as people, um, set out to be. The reason why I say that is because. You guys notice what happened after Marshawn? They started going away from Marshawn Lynch. That defense did that. The defense did not play up to par. That defense didn't play up to par. As soon as they stopped giving Marshawn Lynch the ball, you saw that defense started getting exploited. The defense, Marshawn Lynch, was very key. Was extremely key to that defense. It kept them um off the field they didn't have to stay on the field a long time you know anytime a defense they only have you know a certain amount of uh, snaps they don't get tired and they can just go out and just make plays they can take chances defense alignment are fresh the linebackers are fresh everybody in the secondary are fresh Marshawn lynch was the heart and soul of that team and i'm talking about offense defense special team if it wasn't for Marshawn lynch that team would have never been as good as it was. People got to give that man respect because when he came from Buffalo, that team, not it wasn't even overnight. It wasn't overnight. It seemed like it, but as soon as he stepped on that field, you saw a completely different team. He changed that culture. He was the reason why Seattle was so great, not the defense.
3: I agree with what Mike said, but I want to, Uh, piggyback a little bit on what you said Mike another thing that we're not realizing is y'all know what I talk about all the time is the defensive line I feel like the defensive line didn't really get a lot of praise like L.O.B. got all the praise you know on the secondary on the back end they did all the talking and stuff like that Richard Sherman you had Earl Thomas back there getting interceptions and stuff like that but nobody focused on how good that defensive line was they had one of the best defensive lines as well and right now, I don't think nobody can name anybody on Seattle's defensive line right now. Like, who's the dominant player up front for them? Back then, they had Cliff Averill, Bruce Irvin, uh, Red Bryant. They had some guys up front that could Michael get Baker. pressure with that front four. Now, you don't have nobody on that front four that you got to worry about. Like, our defensive line, like Grady, is better than anybody they have game. on their team. Yeah, game. that's what I mean. You got to yeah. have a running um, game, no running game, no defensive line, no pressure. You sitting back in that soft zone, it's holes in that, in that zone. And You only can cover for so long in, the, you know, in that cover three. So it's getting exposed. You know It's getting exposed. So it's not just the Falcons. It's just not just Dan Quinn, but Pete Carroll as well. He, his feet need to be held to the fire as well. Just because they're winning games, we need to go in the depth and look at why they're winning games. They're winning a lot of these games because of Russell Wilson pulling a rabbit out of hat, real talk. Yeah. Not because of their defense.
1: I agree. Throwing a whole throw a whole bunch of Jesus balls up in the air for DK to catch. Yeah. That's pretty much all he got.
0: Oh, that fake ass Julio. That fake ass Julio. <laughs> yeah, I see it. Fake ass
3: Julio. Yeah. Ain't no goddamn Julio. Oh. That was a good oh, point too by Magnus. I forgot. Michael Bennett. He said Michael Bennett also was on that DK. Yeah, Michael line. Bennett yeah, was forgot. on there too. Yeah. Michael did, Michael Bennett was a dog. Mm-hmm. I forgot about Michael Bennett. He was another guy that was a monster.
1: I used to yeah. nickname him. I used to kn- nickname him the smallest shoulder pads in the NFL. <laughs> yeah,
4: Every time you see that
1: motherfucker, he looked like he struggled putting them shoulder pads on. That's why he played angry.
4: <laughs> like a tight ass t-shirt. Like a tight ass t-shirt. Little, little, exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> but uh, but I, I swear I swear it seemed like he got the kicker shoulder pads on. That's why he played angry so much. <laughs> but when you no, saw him move. on the, but like you said, when you saw him on the field, you lined them at all four defensive line spots. Him and Red Bryant and mm-hmm. all them boys, like like mm-hmm. you said, you can Cliff compensate Aver- it. You Cliff Aver- Bruce Irving, you could compensate any defense with a dominant defensive line, hands down. Mm-hmm. That's it
0: hmm
1: but
0: okay uh, man, no, let's so- get to this one i this this is something that i want to talk about also man like um uh, this right here man this this is this is why we pretty much um built the channel for the most part this is this is the reason why we built the channel we're talking about four-year old lacoon being left off the ballot, man. Like, like come on, bro. Like, <laughs> we like seriously. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. What? All right. Yeah.
1: So so this was gonna right. go into my well. Well, <laughs> since since the since NFL.com and all these motherfuckers wanna goddamn leave four-year old lacoon off the motherfucking pro bowl out. Guess what y'all get today, motherfuckers? Y'all get the pot
0: of toast. Get through to to For that bullshit y'all just pulled, get up. Get y'all just pulled up. That, that, right. one, come on, man. Come on, bro. Right. Are you
1: sitting, That's so like, disrespectful, girl, you, man? You talk about a guy that had almost 70 tackles, three forced fumbles, and interception, and making plays all over the field, and you got a motherfucking linebacker from the Jets we don't know on the goddamn ballot. Look, look! 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 Hold on. Let me. Bro, I be... don't
4: even know a lot of those people,
1: bro. They got a bunch of backups. The <laughs> bro. They, bro. They got fuck. They got fucking Sharik over there from Target on the goddamn Paul ball list before they had for <laughs>
0: You don't get that hey, bullshit out of here. I'm
1: about to say if y'all ain't seeing if if if. if a lot of the Falcon fans don't see the disrespect that they give this team as far as the way that they're playing. That shows it right there,
4: because
0: yeah. that, that's, really, that, that makes it just... go ahead, Jay. Yeah, go ahead, Jay Rock.
4: Oh yeah, that yeah they 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 never show respect to us. So it looks like you know, as much as. Yeah, I I don't even know what to say about that because yeah, we never we we never get respect. After seeing, you know, seeing that happen to Foy, it's like, damn, so it looks like we're gonna have to earn our respect out there on the field. We're gonna have to.
3: <laughs> we never get credit, man. Y'all know how it is in Atlanta. I don't care. If you if you know Matt Ryan don't get credit and this guy been doing it for over a decade, then you know they're not gonna give Foy he, no
4: nev- he yeah, Matt Ryan never gets credit. Like Matt you know, Ryan you know,
3: doesn't get credit. No credit, none of the credit he deserves. Julio Jones, I talked about it. The media, not just even in Atlanta, the ESPN, the media. Like, I've never heard anybody say Julio Jones, give him the credit for being the number one receiver. It's always somebody else. Like, the the name that's the common denominator that's been the number one receiver in the game is Julio Jones. He's always in the conversation, but they never want to hands down give it to Julio Jones. You, You had Jerry Rice come out and say Julio Jones is the best in the game. They still didn't want to give him credit. You had Larry Fitzgerald come out and say, Julio Jones is clearly the best in the game. Then you got the pundits, uh, the people that's doing the Madden ratings, talking about Michael Thomas. You see uh, your boy D-Hop, the nice Hail Mary catch on Sunday. Now they're trying to pump him up. It's like Julio Jones made a catch like that in the Super Bowl. He still don't get the credit he deserves. I know y'all remember that catch on the sideline, toe-tapping, I'm watching the Super Bowl game, and I had to see the replay because I'm like, there's no way that Julio caught that ball and got his feet inbounds. They go hey. back to it, and the guy's body control is crazy. The way that he runs routes, I don't know how many times I'm going to see on Sunday when he makes somebody fall. I know y'all see him made that cornerback that fall on Sunday with his route-running ability. So I'm just like, we, none of our players get the respect that they deserve. So if Julio and Matt Ryan can't get the respect, I didn't expect nothing else for Foyer. Even though Foyer's balling, they never like to give our guys credit. Even Grady Jarrett, he's another guy that's been dominated, dominated in the Super Bowl, and they're dominated on the biggest stages, and they still don't get the credit. Matt Ryan, dominated. If you go look at his numbers in the Super Bowl, he dominated. His passer rating was crazy. Dominated in the 90s. He,
4: he played better than Brady that him. game, honestly. Exactly. He played, he played total, way better than Brady. Way better. Way better than Brady. But yeah, they, we don't never get respect. Like, Julio done called many passes other than just the Super Bowl. He called many passes like that throughout his whole career. Dropped 300, 300 burger on on Carolina all the freaking time. Nothing.
0: I ain't even man, got my, no hey, fingers hey. To even put you know, 3 numbers. I, look, I'm
1: hey, not hey, trying hey, to
4: hold Hey, on, hey, man. hey, hey, hey.
0: 300,
1: hey. bro. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, hey look Mike, here. Hey, this is what your number 1 Falcon fan said right here. What you gotta say to him about that?
4: Oh God!
1: That 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 that's Mike's number one fan right there. He says y'all demand respect with nothing to look, show.
4: Man. <laughs> hey, look, the, you already know what I'm gonna say. They <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> oh, oh, ain't got no hey. damn picture.
0: Oh He got
1: an Dude. egg
4: picture,
0: man. If- <laughs> <laughs> Who, look, he got the last. You you are the last. The Saints people, Saints fans are the last people to be talking about. Anybody ain't got nothing to show. And that you? shit bowl and that shitty ass city that y'all got. The shitty ass state, the shitty city, the shitty fucking stadium, the shitty ass fans. Y'all fake as hell. You got 49er fans. You got San Francisco fans. You got Packers fans. You got Saints fans all in one damn city. Y'all the last people to talk about any damn thing.
4: He He's a Saints fan? That,
0: Saints that too, Saints was, was, yes, he's a damn Saints fan. He, he's three. a
1: Saints fan. He'll never say yeah, why not, his team does why? He don't give specifics. He just pretty much a troll our team.
4: Look, look, all I, I got to say Saints like fans, all I got to say is y'all only got one thing to say about our team. We blow leads.
0: We blow leads. Y'all had a lead with ten seconds. How the hell do you lose a game in ten seconds on one play? Twenty-eight three. At least we had the motherfucker alone in ten seconds. Y'all had a lead the whole the whole game and blew the shit in ten seconds. All y'all had to do was bat the ball down and you would have won the damn game in a playoff game. Hey 10 seconds. Hey. You couldn't even do that. He couldn't even touch the guy. He didn't even touch him.
4: Let, let, At least let.
0: we touched the damn ball, let, if we touched somebody, let. they didn't even touch the guy.
1: Hey, 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 look, look, you can look, you can also talk about the fact that every playoff loss they had, they wrote the NFL a petition on to change the rules after every playoff loss. Man, come on, man.
2: That's what
4: <laughs> terrible i feel like oh my god i feel like (laughs) they only got one thing to say that we do obviously blow leads but they came and win a goddamn playoff game when was the last time they won a damn playoff game can y'all tell me that when (laughs) they just (laughs) won a playoff game
1: because i because i I remember because like i said we just talked about beast mode remember beast mode was born off of their
4: ass exactly that was when he was like (laughs) unleashed The earth oh, remember that, remember that, hard, season, that. That was right after they won the Super Bowl, right? That like scarred them for for life. Because he said, mm-hmm. cause he
1: said they didn't cry by the hell. Like I said, they wrote a whole petition and they motherfucker put a whole billboard down here in the city of Atlanta <laughs> on all ten, <time>. about <laughs> passing affairs and all that shit. But like I said, in that passing affairs game, you have to remember they still they got the ball first in overtime and threw a pit. so
0: another Sean Payton complained and they Sean Payton did that so don't even don't even try that the league did it No, Sean Payton is a part of the, the competition committee that gets rules changed. Okay, neither know your own team How the hell I know more about your team than you know, Sean Payton is a part of it The competition committee. All right, the rules committee. He got it changed. So get it right, buddy <laughs> Don't about that gate.
4: Y'all still, y'all still owe the league for that bounty gate. Y'all still owing y'all dues. That's why this is happening to y'all. <laughs>
1: exactly. He exactly. said, "How you gonna tease someone about leagues when y'all ain't made made it?" I don't know what the hell game he's looking at. He must be All looking right, at yeah. that 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 Tetmo <laughs> Super Bowl game or something. But. Like I said, like I said, he's Mike's number one loyal fan and he's a closet Falcon fan. So we just going to leave it at that. He just don't want to admit it. But let's see. Well, let's see what we got here. Um, see, see, he made, made made us get off a damn subject. What the hell was he talking about again? Before you in
0: the disrespect, man, the disrespect.
4: Yeah, the Falcon disrespect, the whole team. They don't respect us, man.
0: But,
1: like I said, that works into our favor, though. The less respect we get, the more the more they got to prove. And have you noticed since they started winning, you notice, don't know, no, none of the networks talk about them no more. They talk yeah, about I mean, when they lose.
4: Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So that makes us furious. I, I'm sure. I'm sure it makes everybody furious. Like, as a whole, like they ain't not showing us respect, even though we look like we could possibly turn this season around and actually make the playoffs. Like they probably, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go, but if, if we end up turning this thing around, possibly they, they got to notice us. Cause this, that would be a huge turnaround having to have a coach fired and then getting like, a whole new like leader almost, like an interim, of course. So that's 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 different.
3: If we do this, man, it'd be like turning water into wine. If we can come back and make the playoffs with this team, dog, hey, everybody gonna have to talk about that. That's a real storybook ending. If we can turn this whole thing around, get in the playoffs and make a deep run. Because I'll tell you one thing, if this Falcons team get into the playoffs, nobody wanna see us in the playoffs. Cause so that means that we're gonna be rolling. That means we will we we'll have to win probably six out of the next seven games. So if y'all remember 2016, that's kind of how it happened. Like 2016 started off rocky, but then we got on the road. Like we got on the roll, and once we got on that road, that carpet ride, nobody wanted to see us. Like we started blowing everybody off the wall. And in the playoffs, mm-hmm. that's when we shredded uh, the Seahawks. We ran through the Packers that last game. That's when uh, Brian Poole knocked uh, Aaron Rodgers' head off. And then in the playoffs, to be honest, we was running through the Patriots in that first half. I mean, they were putting Brady on his butt. We was, I mean, we pretty much dominated the Super Bowl. So if we can get on the run. Big group. Yeah, man, we can get on. If we Exactly. If we can get on the run, hey, I don't think nobody's going to want to see this team because we're one of those teams that we can beat anybody in the league and we can lose to anybody in the league. We proved that last year when we went to San Francisco when they was like what? Twelve and three at the time, and beat and beat them on their home field. So we can beat anybody. That's mm-hmm. why I said that nobody wants to see us. Let's be real; nobody wants to see this team with Matt Ryan and Julio. You got a chance every week,
4: especially if we're all healthy too. Exactly, always a healthy team. But I got I got a question for everybody though. Do you think if we do make this big turnaround and go deep in the playoffs, do you think that would erase? Everything that happened in the Super Bowl, of course, we don't forget that, but like having this type of season happen the way it's going right now, and then for us to actually go into the playoffs and probably win I want I don't know like one or two playoff games, do y'all think that's really gonna like erase like everybody in the media's mind like, oh man, like yeah, they did fall in that Super Bowl, but look at look how their season changed this season, y'all think that's how do y'all think
3: I don't think that that's. In the perception of the media, what I think will erase that Super Bowl is going to the Super Bowl and winning it. That's the only thing that can take away because the way that that Super Bowl, the way that we lost that Super Bowl, the only way coming back from that is redeeming yourself in the Super Bowl. It's going to take getting over that. And I really feel like the players, to be honest, mentally they're over it. And Quinn is going, the core unit, if you look at it on the defensive side of the ball, is going. Like, it's no Desmond Trufant here. It's no Robert Alford here. But so that secondary is pr- pretty much completely different. The only players that still hear from that Super Bowl team, you got Deion Jones, but you don't have uh Devondre Campbell anymore. You don't have Vic Beasley anymore. You don't have Dwight Freedy. So a lot of these players, it's a pretty much a whole new defensive unit. Yeah, you have some of the leaders that were on that team, which at that time were actually pups. But if you remember, all of those guys were rookies. Deion Jones was a rookie. Grady Jarrett was a rookie. So going back to the Super Bowl, To be honest, I think these players would do better in the Super Bowl now because those guys that back then were rookies are now leaders and now veterans, and I think now they know what they need to do differently. And now that Dan Quinn is going and Kyle Shanahan is is going because if those guys are still here, I'd be scared. I probably wouldn't even want to watch the game. I'd be that afraid that we would do the same thing over again because what did Dan Quinn prove this year? I'm going to do the same thing over and over again. What did Kyle Shanahan prove last year when he got back to the Super Bowl? He did the exact same thing that he did when he was here in Atlanta. So I'm glad both of those guys are gone because if we went back, with those guys still on this coaching staff, I wouldn't be confident because those guys get arrogant, those guys have those big egos. And Raheem Morris has proven that he's gonna change things up. He's gonna start the blitz. I'm not gonna just sit back in a cover three. I'm not gonna make the same mistakes that Dan Pan made. And that's the reason why. If we go on the long run and make the playoffs, I really think that we need to give Raheem Morris a chance to be the head coach, like the permanent head coach. Because that means he would have had turned the season around and went something crazy out of the 11 games. To only lose two or three games is huge. But what do you guys think?
4: I personally don't mind Raheem Morris being uh, the coach because a lot of you people, if, if you don't know, uh, yeah, he did have his uh ways with the Bucks, and it didn't end well, but uh, that I, th- I believe that first year he got there with the Bucs, they had a good record and he was running the defensive coordinator while running the head coach, so almost doing like what Dan Quinn did. And I think once he like relieved his duties, I don't know who he relieved his duties to and just focused on the head coach, that's when the Bucks started to go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was out of there within like three or four seasons, so like I, I know. You can tell, like having Raheem Morris now, he's impacting the players. Like he's pressuring them. Like you, you heard it from the players. Like he's he's giving us like a different type of vibe from Quinn. So like I wouldn't, I wouldn't personally mind having Raheem Morris our permanent going forward because like I said, he has coaching, head coaching ability. Uh, he's done well with the defense. Like I said, the only thing I'm, you know, kind of taking away from him was, of course. His seasons with the Bucks. But that was I think that's his only head coaching job, if I'm correct, right?
3: Yeah, prior to this, that was his only head coaching job. And I agree with you, J Rock, and I'm gonna let Mike take it because I know he was about to say something. But what I would just say is if he gets this team to the playoffs, he earned that head coaching spot. He earned his chance to at least get one to two years to try to, you know, do something with his team. And I'm like Mike, I'm still in the wait and see mode. You can't just win two or three games and I'm like, okay, I'm good with it. Now he has to go down. And this, we have a, touch, a tough stretch down the end of this season. So if he can somehow lead this team through this tough stretch with the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Saints twice, the Bucks twice, if he can get this team to the playoffs through that type of schedule, hey, he deserves it. He earned a chance to be the head coach. But if we stumble down the end, you know, if we go and start going back on a losing streak, and somehow we go on a huge slide, lose three or four games in a row, he got to go.
0: I'm gonna say this. Um, I'm all cool with this, you know. Um, the Af- African American um, trying to get a lot of uh, black coaches, you know, in power positions and and big plays uh, and and big spots as far as head coaches are concerned. Um, that's not enough, but more so than that, I think is really. I I don't give a damn about winning three games in a row. Like even the sorry ass, you know Washington football team, them bastards can win fucking three games in a row. So I I don't I don't I'm not I don't really care about winning three games in a row. I care more so <laughs> I care more so about the style and what I'm seeing from the. <laughs> Stop, man. Don't do it. <laughs>
1: just, it sounds so funny. It's
5: just
1: a Washington football team. football team. It
0: sounds like, sound like a generic-ass football team. It sounds like a make-a-team for men. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> it sounds, it sounds like rain I mean, a rain team You find at the bottom of the barrel, like no-frill. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't can't pick a logo, so I'm going to just put a big-ass W and just call it. And and, and hoping we get those
5: this season. No frills, brother. No
1: frills. Exactly. Exactly. And I like this comment right here. It said, I don't care about the race or gender. I just want the most qualified person. I feel like Raheem can do something with this team. He's different.
0: I mean that's easy to say. That's easy to say when all you've seen was white people. Like I'm, like I said, this this might sound crazy, but all you've seen is a, a certain style of football or a certain style, you know, a play. You get used to that certain style of play, so it's like, okay, what are we really going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like as far as the defense is concerned, like I said, I understand. Um, like what people are saying, I don't care about who comes in. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of opportunities for African-American coaches in the NFL as far as power positions. This is what I mean by power positions, general managers, head coaches, you know, team presidents. You don't see it. I don't think there is a black as far as African-American, like even the guy who's quote-unquote mixed. Um, I, I think the only one that I remember, if I'm not correct, is Ozzie News Like he's the only one that has had a, a true, you know, position as a team president like and that's baltimore he's been a team president he's been the general manager and he was once you know a, a hall of fame player so it's like he's the only one that i remember that has been there so if there's only one i mean that sounds all good and all but i mean we want like even what is asian asian americans like asian football players are saying the same thing like why are y'all not giving us a shot like You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants someone that looks like them, that acts like them, behaves like them. You know, everybody wants someone to connect to. So to say whether or not, like, I don't care about, you know, who this person is, that's fine. And you're absolutely correct. But someone needs, and like, we have to have someone that looks like you, whether you're Asian, white, black, it doesn't matter. Everybody needs that opportunity to at least have the hope of becoming a head coach. Like, have we ever seen an Asian-American, uh, Asian football coach? Like, a head coach? we never seen that. Diversity. We need diversity. And that's, like, that's what it comes down to. That's Like I said, it's all cool and all. That's the right thing to say when it comes down to, you know what I'm saying, I don't care who. Like, that's politically correct. I'm tired of politically correct. We need diversity. We need to see more Hispanic. We need to see more Asians. We need to see more African Americans in these power positions. That's what it comes down to. And like I said, I'm not just dumbing it down to just, you know, I want to see black people. No, I want to see, like I said, all I want to see all race and genders, man, because like I like honestly, I'm just gonna say this too. I want to see more females in these power positions. I know some females that know more football than half of you motherfuckers in this chat right now. I'm going to be real. It I'm just going to be real. just gonna pop up like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just saying, bro. Let's, let's, let's keep it 100. I know female that know more football than even myself. We need diversity.
2: You know, I had to show my face on that, you know, represent for the women. What winners. you got,
1: man? I was <laughs> hey, about, hey, about to say, if anybody was wondering, the other guy in the chat, and in the, in the thing we got, Mr. Madness down here,
2: yeah. Introduce yourself where you're from because this man is watching and paying for us and everything just to watch, just to watch the Falcons. I don't heard his life story out, and it's just that like, man, we listen, got some loyal, listen. diehard Falcons fan, and this one of them
5: from New York mm. City all the way up north no, and i'm sitting here paying uh, <laughs> every week to watch the atlanta Fox. no we don't get it on fox 5. we don't get it on nothing like that no up here is like you either pay for it on direct tv or you just see it on espn and i will be damned if i want to sit there and watch it on, on the the c block on espn <laughs> so no i ain't doing that plus i had to sit there and take a little bit of time of my day Cause I had to catch that hot tag. I see the Saints fans is up in here right now, and I ain't yeah, letting y'all go out like that.
1: That's my it's, just, it's, really, it's, it's really just one. It's one of Mark Maggie's groupies.
2: You know, you don't set my. You know, it don't put me all out
5: there. <laughs> 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 you Went know, uh, showed your face. Now it's gonna be a problem.
1: Exactly. exactly <laughs> it ain't gonna be nothing but Mark five oh five going down the chat the whole way.
5: <laughs>
2: yeah, he's the only Saints
5: fan on here. <laughs> he loves us. The only that's trolling. That's all right. Well, in this case, like, share, and subscribe, and comment.
2: <laughs> there you here go. All week. We exactly,
5: exactly. <laughs> <Here> that. all week.
1: <laughs> exactly. That Falcon Nation don't go nowhere.
5: <laughs> every day, every day, get that alert. <laughs> Click that uh, that subscribe and that bell icon. Get all the notifications. We here all week. That's
2: right. I'm gonna get this man to record our promo. I just love the voice. I'm just gonna say that. I'm gonna get him to record. But hey, this, that dude, record. This,
1: this dude sounds like too cold cool. scorpions and shit. Oh,
5: man. <laughs> no, y'all y'all, y'all hey, hey, bugging. I'm trying to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, hey. hey, you, hey, you, hey, you, fam, bro. So we gotta do it. We rag on each other all the time.
5: Listen, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to be the a part of the family right now, you know. But like I said, mm-hmm. I ain't letting y'all go out like that. I seen all this like, um, this, this crazy, uh, um, stupid, stupid shit in the comment. No, mm-hmm. So now that I'm here, bring it on. Like, where the comments at?
2: Exactly. What the questions? <laughs> where the comments. A bit, I'm coming out.
5: I'm coming out here Bring looking it. like looking like Ultimate Warrior right now, man. I'm running out from the back like Ultimate <laughs> Warrior. What's up?
2: <laughs> I want to see what y'all predictions are in the audience. Go ahead and let us know what what is gonna be, what it's gonna be, who's gonna be the top players, and everything. I want to hear y'all opinions.
5: Let's yeah, highlight like some
2: of that. <laughs> what y'all think? What is going to be the score?
1: ah shit i don't think i don't think anybody really gonna put a score on this game because it's gonna be kind of tough to really do it
2: true
1: but I, all 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 i say is i just want to hear some click clacking going on out there and i need neil to be the one to
0: initiate
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh-huh. that's, 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 that's
0: my key i'm gonna say you know <laughs> yeah. that's that's my prediction
5: right there. Out. Let him knock out Slant 13. Let him knock out Slant 13 because he <laughs> only good for one round. Hey, you know that's
0: exactly
4: what, what, what I was thinking. I was thinking. Hey, I'm not I'm even like, worried about him. He don't even look 100% I, still. I, mm-hmm.
1: you, you know the crazy thing? I'm not even worried about Michael Thomas. I'm not even worried about Alvin Kamara, to be honest with you. Really? No. The one player that I worry about is Jared Cook. Because Mm -hmm. me and Mike, we don't watch a lot of the footage on them. Um, Mm -hmm. Jared Cook, a lot of his routes clear out that slant route that Michael Mm -hmm. Thomas runs, that curl route that he runs. And Mm -hmm. and, and like I said, usually the big catches come from him.
4: Would y'all still worry about him, even even with the quarterback change? Would y'all still worry about him? No, because Mr. uh, Mr.
0: Slant, hell no because Jameis Winston can't throw over the middle like that.
4: He takes too many yeah, chances over the middle. 30-30 vision, he going mm-hmm. to yeah. end up seeing a, a foul <laughs> game thinking it's a, a saint and throwing <laughs> it right at us. <laughs> He's
5: going to be throwing wait, wait, 30, 30. Dirty ready.
1: Wait, wait. wait say? So he going to have that week 17 PTSD?
5: Deebo. Deebo. What's <laughs> <laughs> <D-bo>. that, <It's D-bo. laughs> well, man?
1: I, 'cause I about to say I think they're gonna start Jameis, but I think they're gonna play Taysom Hill a lot more, so you yeah, I, I think,
4: think they gonna go to mix it. It. they're gonna have to
1: I mean, if, you paid the guy damn near twenty five million dollars to back up, so shit, you better put him on the field
4: yeah i i I think the score is gonna be really close, but all I gotta say, and I hope that we do is just take the points, <laughs> stop being greedy, take the oh, points <laughs> that's it. I understand, yeah, we got to be aggressive, but take the points. That's how we lost against Detroit. We didn't take the points. We would be technically talking about uh, being 4-0 with, you know, Raheem Morris, but, you know, shit happens, but take the points.
5: That's, you know, you're there. It's not even like like who is not even making the kicks. Like, the dude is automatic pretty much, you know. Like, he's been really consistent Mm -hmm. this whole year. What really is, like, what's really concerning to me is, like, the gadget plays. That i know sean payton got at least like a couple of them where we may blitz heavy on one side and it's an end around for like 40 50 yards and whatnot i Mm -hmm. think yeah that's yeah that's definitely sound like a
1: something that he'll do they go like 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 y'all said earlier they're gonna run they're gonna run some trick play one way or another
4: definitely they always do um, I just hope our offensive line holds up. Um, that's gonna be another key factor too. But I I, I who is it McGarry and then Lynstrom? Yo, I think Lindstrom is probably the the rebound player of the year because he's played phenomenal this whole season. Phenomenal after the injury he had uh last year. So kudos to him. Uh, mm-hmm. him and McGarry got this, you know, chemistry holding it down on the right side. I like it. They both mm-hmm. rookies they came in at the same time. They they feed off each other and they doing work. I, I believe last year when we played the Saints, when we went up in their house, uh, I didn't, I hardly even seen Cameron Jordan come in once because McGarry over there, you know, doing what he needed to do.
3: Yeah, I completely agree. I think the offensive line has played pretty pretty well this season. But I talked about it last year. Like everybody know, on the offensive line, it's all about continuity. It's all about those guys getting used to five guys moving as one. So you know, last year with Lynch going down with that injury early in the season, breaking foot, I believe it was against the Vikings in that first game, we had a revolving door. We all know how terrible boy Jamin Brown is. We've seen his footage playing with the Philadelphia Eagles, sacking his own quarterback. So we know how terrible he was playing that guard position and us having that revolving door at that position. So I really think that the offensive line is playing well. In this game, Dirk Cutter just got to be smart. Like you said, take the points when they're there. No long, drawn-out plays, Like, don't try to – because they're going to blitz. That's all the Saints can do because they can't cover. They can't cover our receivers. Like, we know they can't cover Russell Gage. They can't cover Julio. They can't even probably cover because We see Alamade, he has that speed, man. He can run mm-hmm. past pretty much anybody. So they can't cover us, so they're going to have to blitz. And the way that you beat the blitz is with the quick pass. Hayden Hurst and your quick dump off to your running back, that's the way that you, you beat the blitz. Not Matt Ryan trying to hold on to the ball and trying to create in the backfield running for his life. We have to protect. and We have to quick three-step drops. And when they bring that blitz, dump it off. And throw that screen pass and you out to the off to the races.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna back you up on that one. They um they the Saints defense, yeah, they can't lock up with 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 our receivers. It's just too many weapons, you know. And a lot of people like Russell Gage, uh Zacchaeus and all those people, they still developing, they getting good. And, you know, when the Saints give up uh big plays they give up a lot of big plays like when it's a when it's a big play it's a big play they give up so if we can knock down those big plays and you know they 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 real penalty heavy too back there especially with those big physical corners like Marshawn and um what's my guy name uh jenkins
1: yes yeah, so they stopped letting them hold shit, that defense ain't been shit since yeah, remember the first couple of years they let them get away with a whole bunch of holding calls that they didn't call. Yeah. Once they well, once they started complaining to the NFL about all them rule changes, they said them holding calls ain't gonna hold up no more. Yeah, it is what it is. But I see Mike got we got a little topic here. I know Mike specifically wanted to talk about your top five defensive bands of all time i don't know who want to go ahead and start it off but the floor is yours
0: hey it doesn't like i said before man you can give out five but i want to give uh you can give three um but if you have five you can give out five but I'm, i'm gonna just say this uh right off rip man i don't know if you guys have ever seen even the highlights like, I, I'm just going to call him a pass rusher. Um, but, like, this guy is obviously the greatest of all time. I don't think there's anybody better than your boy LT, man. LT was an absolute. That dude was a nightmare. Like, he, his mentality um, to get after the quarterback, um, his just his ability, he was physical, he was fast. He could tackle, he could cover, like this dude could do it all. So, my number one of all time, like not defense, like he he was a defensive end in a lot of situations, but they playing a three four, so you can kind of say he's a bit Um, but I gotta go with LT first, and the second one for me, man, I gotta get Dwight Freeman his credit. Dwight friend doesn't get a lot of credit, um, because of the team that he played for with Indianapolis. Like this dude, every it seemed like every year this dude was putting up 10, 15 sacks, and he was doing it consistently getting after it, and then when he came here, man, played with the line of five and 16, man, we kind of saw him at the latter part of his career, but he was still putting up numbers. I think he had like 8 sacks that year, you know what I'm saying? Like This dude did this in the latter part of his career. So my second one is um, yeah, my second one is Dwight Freeney, and the third one it's kind of a little bit unorthodox, but I got to give Michael Strahan his his credit. Michael Strahan was not like he wasn't super athletic. He didn't have a lot of speed, but this dude, for some somehow some way, every year he could end up with ten to twelve sacks every single year. And that's that's what I say. What a lot of people, it's like they look at all this, you know. Uh, he run a four three. He you know he can jump. He got this type of you know, uh, you know a fifty inch vertical and all that type of stuff. Michael Streehan, there wasn't nothing special about this dude. Nothing special about him. But every year, this dude got 10, 15 sacks. Every year, he got 10, 15 sacks. So that's my um top three, man. I'm going to just go with three um, and pass
3: it on to the next. Y'all want to go or y'all want me to go? All right, Drew, you go ahead and take it. Okay. So Mike said... One that I was going to go with, I'm going to go from my generation in like the early 2000s because that's when I was like a teenager and I really started to break down the game. I would have went with Lawrence Taylor, but I was really young when Lawrence Taylor was actually dominating the league. So I'm going to start off with uh, Dwight Freedy, uh with the Indianapolis Colts. Like you said, everywhere he went, he put up numbers. Even later on in his career, after the Falcons, he went on to play for the Arizona Cardinals and he still was a was still baller. So, that guy with those pass rush moves, that spin move, he actually had a patent move, that spin move that he would do. And he was an undersized defensive end and he would put up numbers. He was just a beast. You couldn't block him. He could use power. He could use his hands. He could spin. He had so many different moves. He kept you off balance. And I think that's what made him a great pass rusher. Um, number two, I was going to say Michael Strahan too, but I'm going to go a little bit uh, different since he said, um, since he said, uh, Michael Strahan. I'm gonna go with Von Miller. Von Miller is another one of those guys. Really? He dominated And that year. A lot of people don't realize Peyton Manning was on his last leg, and Von Miller and Marcus Ware with the Broncos. Those guys were wreaking havoc on the league. Like Von Miller winning that MVP, got that huge contract. He's one of those guys coming in out of uh, Texas a and A lot of guys didn't see you know him being a dominant pass rusher because he's another guy that's not the biggest guy. He's more like an outside linebacker, but he's athletic and he he knows how to use moves. He don't just use speed rush every play. He's a guy that uses speed to power, power to speed, use his hands, can do that spin move. He's kind of like the modern day Dwight Freeman. So he's another guy that's been dominant in the league uh, in the thousands. And then my last one, man, there's a lot of a lot of different guys that we can go with here. I'm trying to think. Um, cause Mike said a lot of good ones. Um, I'll say Jared Allen, because to me he's a guy that was Kind of like what Mike was talking about. Jared Allen was one of those guys that wasn't super athletic. Ooh, so when he was in, yeah, when he was in Minnesota, he was a guy that, he was a dog, man. He wasn't a guy that had, um, you know, a ton of athleticism, but he had effort. Like, you could not, his motor never stopped. And he was a guy that actually got mm-hmm. Ray Edwards paid by the Atlanta Falcons because he was on the other side just eating. <laughs> and he went on the, the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. Man, he was one of those guys. He was eating, dog. He was eating. He was one of them country boys. And he was a dog, man. He just had a motor. He kind of was like a John Comiskey, long, tall, country strong, and you couldn't stop him. Like, he was just one of those guys, his motor never stopped. And he was one of those guys in Minnesota mm-hmm. that wreaked havoc on the league. So I think he's kind of like that modern-day, uh, that Michael Strahan, think- that uh, when you looked at him, he wasn't super athletic, but he was dominant uh, in his time in the league. So that'll be my three. All right, I'll go next. I'm going to go with
1: five. But the way that i'ma do it i'm gonna give you three of my modern and i'm gonna give you some two old school ones that i sing. Oh i'm gonna start off with my i'm gonna start with my three moderns i don't see how y'all i don't see how y'all could have left julius peppers off this list
4: that was going to be ah, my julius peppers yeah he
1: julius peppers oh my goodness you talking about me. athletic freak this is what mm-hmm. zion williamson should have been doing now because <laughs> you talk about a guy that was an athletic freak, like like Lawrence Taylor was an athletic freak at his time. This guy, Julius Peppers, was an athletic freak. Cause he could he could run stop with the best up and he pass rush like a motherfucker. And he used to give us problems. My second one. Is kind of another athletic freak that I was a bit fan of, and now Javon Curse. Oh yeah, Javon Curse. <laughs> I used to love his game because, like I said, he 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 could speed rush with the best of them, but he was so powerful, it was like, wow. He just stood off the screen, and. Mm-hmm. Like I said, third one. Damn that that one be kind of tough on that third one. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with my two old school ones though before I get to that third one. Like I said, mm-hmm. since might use LT, I'm not gonna use that one. I'm gonna say Deacon Jones it, he put terror in everybody
4: <laughs> from old old school. <laughs>
1: From Ooh. from the cliff that I saw, bruh, you needed you Ooh. you needed to pray You're on the God that you wasn't blocking against him. <laughs> Jesus couldn't save you on that, one. <laughs> and you have to think about it, when Deacon Jones played. Sacks <laughs> wasn't even a wasn't even a stat, so no telling yeah. how many sacks he actually really had if they counted it from the beginning of his career. And by another old school one, I gotta put Reggie White up there. I gotta put Reggie mm-hmm. White up there. Mm-hmm. He'll pray, he'll pray for you before the game, but during that game, boy, the demons came out of his head. <laughs> <laughs> the, demons, the, the demons came out his ass, boy, and it was like you 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 couldn't stop it. And I'm gonna go one boy it's kind of a new school one. And like I said, you kind of use Dwight Freeney on that. Um, I would definitely have to go with Terrell Suggs,
0: okay? He Sizzle. he Sizzle. That's
4: a good
1: one. I was, I was gonna throw mm-hmm. Elvis Doomer. I was gonna throw Elvis in it because he was you talking about undersized. This motherfucker was super undersized, but very I undersized. <laughs> I had to put T Sizzle mm-hmm. in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what so, more do I need to say? He, he had he he had the best Sunday night um, introduction intros. You know, T-Silver from Ball Hall <laughs> University, and he go out there oh, and he knock your block off. <laughs>
5: mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I agree. So here, here's my list. Um, this is when I first actually started paying attention to football uh, as I got older, a lot more football, a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. Jason Taylor from Miami Dolphins. Ooh. Man, Um he was about 6'6. Six, six. Um, that mm-hmm. man, man, <laughs> yeah, that man was frightening. He was frightening. I want to say, uh, I want to say, uh, like two, like early 2000s, like I think it was 2000 or 2002. But that man racked up mm-hmm. like 19 sacks, he was just a monster. Like, it was like him, um. Uh, it, it was just crazy. Jason Taylor was that was just that guy for his size and that frame, super good. Uh, another one uh, I would suggest is Demarcus Ware. <laughs> Don't forget about Demarcus Ware. Like, yeah, that man. was another one that was really good. Uh, played for the Cowboys for you know a very very long time, and then took his talents to Denver, and then made him and Vaughn a duo. That was a sick duo. You, you wouldn't want. <laughs> How does a team defend both Demarcus Ware and Von <laughs> at the same time? Like that, that's scary. like nah man. Um another one that's a really good sleeper. Uh he was also a cult. He was on the opposite side of the white friendny. Robert, I know, he I, know he, I, I
1: knew it was Robert covered. Robert
4: Mathis, I, man. I knew it was covered. That man right there put a Almost twenty sacks. I want to say about in two thousand thirteen. That was another mm-hmm. sleeper as well. Um, I do got one old school one. I wasn't. I wasn't born, but I was like hearing like all like mm-hmm. my my cousins, my uncles talking about this guy. But uh, Ed Tutall Jones, bro, what? Uh, what kind,
1: I of, see, animal uh, is that? What kind of animal?
4: I seen him mm-hmm. highlight. Wait, 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 six eight six nine? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what are y'all feeding that man?
0: <laughs> you don't get a name like too tall
1: for
4: nothing. Like, bro, what? Mm-hmm. Like, you, he just sticks his hand. All he got to do is just stick his hands up. That's it. Mm-hmm. And his he bats the ball down. That, 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 that's scary. Six nine. How do you guard that? But. Mm-hmm. That was that was a that was that was a name that was like super super crazy. I was hearing like Ed two tall Jones. I'm like, okay, this guy got to be like seven foot, but damn near. But that that's scary, man. Um, I I want to throw out one more. Um, that none of us said. Uh, mm-hmm. Bruce Smith. I heard I heard a lot about Bruce Smith. Mm-hmm. Definitely from uh oh, Buffalo my God, man. A fright, oh yeah, he was he was a, he was was a was terror right. Yeah, that was a good one too. Um, um. I'm trying to think. Uh, Joe Green. That's another one. That's another good one. Joe Green for all the oldies. Joe Green. Mean Joe uh, Green. Um, Howie Long. We see him all the time. He was good. <laughs> yeah, the Oakland Raiders. Oh, Howie, Howie Long. Long. Yeah. Oh we can go God, all day I'm with name.
0: Howie.
1: It was so many pass rushes. It's like even from it the really 2000s was. on now, it was so many pass rushes.
4: We got to throw an
3: honorable mention in there, K-Styles. I don't mean to cut you off, but we, we Atlanta fans, so we got to throw John Abraham in there. John Abraham oh, need yeah, him. Definitely,
4: definitely. John Abraham
3: was a baller. When he came over from the Jets, to me, he's my favorite all-time Atlanta Falcons pass rusher. I'm sorry, Jonathan Abraham. I used to call him Father Abraham, like out of the Bible. John Abraham, man, he was that dude. He couldn't be blocked. He had all the moves. He was that dude. He the guy that they need to bring back and teach these guys how to pass rush. Don Abraham was that man. I love when he
2: did
1: that. Yeah, cause the people people don't forget, man. He was he was even more of a terror with the Jets. He was a monster. He was a terror with the Jets. And he, and we got that. I'm mad I ain't even put him in there. But like I said, you got you got throw you got throw at least two honorable mentions in there. So, Jew, what's your other one? You gotta get one more in there.
3: I so. Look, man, I want to go with another Falcon because we're Falcons fans, so I got to go with another Falcon, and I'm going to give it to the boy Chuck Smith because when those guys in 98, 97, they said they had a bad year, and then they, later on in the year, they picked it up. In 98, that defense was dominant. Like For them to go and beat that mm-hmm. Minnesota team that was an all-time great Minnesota team, Chris Carter, uh, Randy Moss, like to beat that team nobody's seen them going to minnesota on the road on the road and getting that victory so i want to throw chuck mm-hmm. smith in there man because chuck smith is one of the greatest talking pass rushers and he's one of those guys that had moves as well so we got to throw chuck smith in there and as an atlanta Falcons fan our players don't get the respect they deserve so we, i want y'all to put some respect on his name chuck smith
0: yeah
3: all right mike That's you got rare. a couple honorable you got a couple
1: honorable mentions yourself man
4: for me <sighs> yeah no nah, I, I think we cover. well eh. <sighs>
0: yeah i, I I'll, I'll say this um i think this guy deserves um a lot of credit and um i don't think he gets any credit to be honest um this might sound crazy to me even saying this but like if you go back and check out this guy. Um, played for Pittsburgh, played for the Carolina Panthers, but um, Kevin um, Green? I think you Kevin, know, Green. Kevin Green, man. <laughs> Kevin Green was a monster, man. Like, that dude, when it he should. was healthy, I, like, man, that dude, every time I turn around, he's hitting He's hitting our quarterback, he's in, in the backfield. Like, this dude was an absolute monster. Kevin Green was something else. That long head, just like, Bro, like, well, somebody blocked this dude? Get this dude over my freaking <laughs> quarterback. Like, this was a monster. <laughs> Kevin, Green, Kevin Green and him and, um, what was the, um, the black dude. It was a duo. Uh, what his name? I forget his name, but it was a duo, man. Um, and those dude was something else come to me, but that him and Kevin Green together, man, um, I believe it was that, uh, was it a Carolina? I, I'll get it, but it
4: Carolina?
0: Carolina, it was a duo Same Uh in. him and um. no, it wasn't Sammy. It was another outside linebacker for Pittsburgh, but uh, it'll come to oh, me, shit. but Kevin Green, man, um, that dude was just, I always love Kevin Green, his game, man. Damn. See, y'all don't
1: put, y'all don't, Pittsburgh, y'all don't. I think
4: I know who you're talking about. I just can't think right now.
1: I'm, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to get it there, but it's not there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a tough it'll
1: one. It'll come.
0: <laughs> it'll come to me. Oh, man. Y'all pretty much damn
1: net mention my damn honorable mentions over there, too, but like I said, somebody like, somebody put in the comment. Like I said, one of them is Ooh, J. I think J. I, said, I think he said it.
0: So Jack Ham? Jack. What Jack? No, Jack Hill. No, it wasn't him. Levon Le- 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 Kirk.
1: Le- Le- Kirk Le- Von- I know he played. I know he played middle.
0: He, he played the middle linebacker. But I might say Greg Lloyd.
3: Lloyd uh, uh, Mike Greg, Greg Lloyd. Lloyd, that's it. it. Greg Lloyd.
0: Lloyd. That's that's it. Greg Lloyd. That Greg Lloyd, him and Kevin Green together. My God, those dude was wrecking crap. Like. Just go back and check them out, man. Um, Greg kind of had some, you know, some injuries for the most part to kind of derail his career towards the end. But that dude was a problem. Him and Kevin Green—you did not want to see them guys on Sunday. So um, that's that's it, man. We can get to this two point real fast, and yeah, man. (sighs) Who who
1: you want to start this? Uh, I was about to say, before I started off, I was going to throw one more name in there right quick, and mm-hmm. I was going to say LeVar Arrington.
0: Mm-hmm. Lavar Arrington, that's, that's another one, too. Mm-hmm. But, but
1: I'll go ahead and start the two-part conversion. Like I said, I want to take the time to thank everybody for tuning in tonight.
0: Hold on, hold, on, hold on. wave a flag, wave a flag, flag on the what? fucking field. <laughs> what? Bro, how can we? How, oh my god, how can we forget the damn great Derrick Thomas, bro? Hey, <laughs> god. Oh, god. I feel embarrassed when he was not submitting. Right, we're, like, like, we're gonna throw all the, right, the teacher. Oh man, <laughs> we all need a flag for
1: that one.
3: Yeah. Damn. It's too many of them, man. Bro, too many I,
1: it's, 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 it's so many it's of. Them. Too many of them,
3: man. It's too many. <laughs> it's
1: like if, if you, it's like if you don't have a list written down of all of them, you gonna It'll forget it.
4: what. Because it's quite a few of them in 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 that same in like different eras. Like it was it was a clutter of them. Like yeah. it wasn't just like one or two or three. It was like a group of them in different eras it's broken down mm-hmm. literally so it's 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 yeah, not really chris hard dolman. to think it's just like it's so many
0: chris dolman is another one that didn't get a lot of respect man and chris dolman was whoosh, I, he played for us man that in minnesota like that dude was a problem too so it's a lot of pass out there man we're going to continue to um but not that case did you say oh, you did say, oh, didn't
1: say yeah yeah i said i said i said mine i said jj watt and i said lavar Arrington.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh man, good God. That's a lot
1: it's, of them.
4: Simeon Rice. We didn't oh, say Simeon, 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 Simeon Rice neither. Oh Rice. Oh my god. Simeon Rice. We didn't say
1: him. We didn't say we did say Justin Smith. We didn't like Oh yeah, fire.
4: Oh man.
2: Oh <laughs> yeah, fire.
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of them tell her bad. she can do the heavy hitters by
1: her damn self then if we all fight <laughs> but, 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 go, but go ahead continue man but we, we, we might we might, need have, we might need to have another show just well, talking about
0: that. we won't have just about the top yeah we won't have to have just on the top man Um, but good gosh just top defenders is top players of all time we're gonna put that together as a matter of fact we're just gonna put that together because we can keep going on on this on that topic on itself so um you guys want to hit this two-point version real fast man um anybody got something they want to uh to say get off their chest
1: I about to say we let j-rock go first man what you got
4: uh Mm -hmm. i don't think i have anything right now man uh like I said, uh I do appreciate y'all letting me tap in with y'all. As always, I'm happy to be part of the family now with y'all. Uh yeah, man, that's that's all I gotta say. <laughs> I don't got much to say.
1: Oh man,
3: hey, go ahead, Jim. Y'all know I got something to say, <laughs> especially because it's <of> robbery <laughs> week. Before I say that, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Thank y'all for welcoming J Rock to the family, the AFN family. Y'all continue to tune in. Y'all continue to hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. If y'all haven't subscribed to everybody that's up here, K Styles, Maggie T, and Lust Exchange. Maggie coming here weak. <laughs>
2: <Y'all don't laughs> know, I, I'm, like I'm just door. here. I'm just here, y'all. Don't worry about just, me. If I pop up. I just pop up.
3: Her <laughs> well, uh, uh, drive talk. Well, Her drive by shit talking. <laughs> <laughs> She here like Marshawn Lynch. She just here so she don't get fined, y'all. But exactly. <laughs> I like and, that. But y'all know I gotta say it's robbery week, so we gotta come with it. I don't care about winning any other game, but be, beating the Saints every year, we gotta beat the Saints twice a year. This is the, the hated rival. I can't stand them. They brag, they boast like they got five Super Bowls, and we all know they got one. We all know maybe a couple decades ago <laughs> they were wearing, uh bags on their head. Nobody was going to the games. They had pretty much no fans in their own city. Um, I don't want to come and trash and talk too much trash about them, but they're the hated rival. So we got to win this game. If the Falcons don't win another game this season, let's at least beat the Saints twice. I can't stand them. I can't stand the coaches. Uh, Sean Payton, he's super arrogant. Drew Brees, super arrogant. Um, I wish Drew Brees nothing but the best. Mike made this whole video talking about we have to be the bigger uh, fans. Let's not. Uh, talk about Drew Brees' injury. We don't want to see anybody get hurt. This man has a punctured lung and broken ribs, and that could be life-threatening. So I don't. I wish him nothing but a speedy recovery, but I do want us to go and whoop their tails on Sunday. I need uh, Keanu Neal, bring the pain. I need him to knock somebody out in this game. Um, from the defense, I need us to play with some consistency. As K-Style said, we can't really call it a winning streak until we win three in a row. So we need this game this Sunday. We need to go down to New Orleans. I'm I'm coming to tell y'all, they're not going to lay down this Sunday because we know what happened last year when we came off the bye and we went and smacked New Orleans in New Orleans. So they're going to be prepared for this game. They're not going to lay down for us. It's going to be a tooth and nail fight because they don't want us to be able to beat them, can say we beat them two years in a row in their house. So we got to come with it this Sunday. Um, I'm looking for all hands on deck. Like we said, smart coaching. I need the players to bring that 110%. Hopefully, we get our boy Dante Fowler back. I've been making videos talking about this guy on pretty much every video. Y'all know I love me some Dante Fowler. I need that attitude on the field. So hopefully, he's out there on Sunday. Hopefully, we can get Jameis to turn over the ball. We know Jameis is known for being Mr. 30 for 30. So hopefully, he throw us at least two or three interceptions in this game. And our defense can get right in this game. And I expect Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley to throw a party as they always do. And that's pretty much all I got. But go Falcons, rise up, all that. K Styles, man, what y'all got? I'm going to piggyback off of you and say,
1: like I said, we appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Like I said, you make sure you go follow everybody's handles. Um, I ain't got enough words, so you see their <laughs> face so you know where to go. And like I said, remember, Atlanta Falcons Nation is not just us on this screen. It's not just Atl and Sports Zone. Make sure you catch them tomorrow at eight o'clock, followed by Lush Exchange at Mm, nine. Make sure y'all
2: tune in at.
4: Oh, you know I'm in there. Oh, you know,
1: (laughs) you you know, you know, if you know if y'all got if y'all got girls, y'all make sure y'all watch lush exchange with your girl.
4: Yeah. And women. uh,
2: you sure about that? You might start some shit, bro. Know, bro. Hide your children, though. It, it's definitely hey, a dope hey. show. So hide your children yeah. if you're going to watch that yeah. tomorrow night. Yeah. yeah, like I said, 18 and over, motherfuckers. 18
1: and over. <laughs> Please. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but, remember, but remember, Atlanta Falcon Nation is not just the people that you see on the screen. It's all of you in the comment section. It's all of you in the chat. It's mm-hmm. all of y'all that subscribe. We're in this together. We all we got. We trying to be number one in all this Falcon shit. Mm-hmm. Number one. Not number two. <laughs>
4: number <one. laughs> he said less exchange got him in trouble.
2: <laughs> That's what you get. Turn it down. You don't need everybody here what we talking about.
1: Exactly. Almost damn near forgot what I was about to say.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm talking about this adult but, content. God,
1: Lord. But like I said, it's rivalry week. Like I said, I do not condone anybody celebrating people's injuries. I don't give a fuck what team you play for. I don't care what rival we have at the end of the game. This is just a football game. People's lives. Thank
2: you. People
1: people have to live after these games. And if you got somebody that is hurt, and like I said, we can say, well, they would do the same thing to us if Matt Ryan was hurt. Like I said, at the end of the day, as football fans, we have to keep this. Like I said, the Falcons and Saints rivalry is one of the pettiest rivalries in the NFL right now. We talk our shit based off of stupid shit that don't mean a damn thing at the end of the day. But mm-hmm. when you out here celebrating people getting hurt, that that turn that does that makes it no fun as a as a fan. That makes you a savage. That makes you an animal. Because mm-hmm. you have to remember these football these football players. Every play could be their last play. No matter what, mm-hmm. like I said, most like I said, most of the injuries that happen in the NFL. Come off a of non-contact place, you don't know when it's gonna be. So, mm-hmm. like I said, appreciate the rivalry. This is what we talk our shit for, and like I said, if I need to see the Falcons spike that ass like a motherfucker, and if we like, hey, hey, I got a question for you, buddy. Y'all still doing that um rivalry thing on Friday.
2: Yeah, I was gonna announce that. Thanks a lot, but go ahead and talk about
1: it. I was gonna talk
2: about it. I was about waiting on my time.
1: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. My, my, my man, the, the, the reason why I said this is Mark 504 talking all this shit. Uh
2: oh he need Whoa. to be the
1: first one. Call him he need out. Be, he need to be the first one on that show. <laughs> he don't show up on that show. <laughs> We're gonna put you in the tap McKinley side of the game. <laughs>
0: He ain't gonna show up. He ain't got mm-hmm. no damn picture. <laughs> Nine times out ten, he ain't gonna show up. So he ain't,
1: like ain't said, got a profile picture, so you know he ain't gonna show up. Like I said, I'm, I'm
2: gonna internet that down. I'm gonna
0: let I'm gonna let Maggie. Goddamn. Down. down. go. I, I, Did I, everybody go? go. Let me go. Let me let me let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this, man. Um, the expand on uh what you said, uh Kill? Uh, well, K Styles, man. Um. I've I've, followed Jonathan Abraham on Facebook. Maggie and I, we follow him on Facebook, and dude was going through it.
2: Yeah.
0: And this is no joke. Absolutely no joke. We've interviewed former players, and those guys, Jamal Anderson, the season pain in their eyes, you know what I'm saying? Certain things. Um, Chris Drev lost his fam, like he lost his. His wife, due to cancer, you know what I'm saying, and to see like the pain on their face, see what they going through off the field. These people are human. uh, These people are human also. So when I see Falcons fans celebrating players' injuries, like they literally celebrating, and like ha ha, that's what you get, motherfucker. Like this is like this is football, bro. It ain't that serious. It shouldn't be that serious where you are wishing harm upon somebody. And like I said, the key thing with Kevin said, these people still got families at home. They still want a quality life after. Like, these guys are retiring at 30 years old, 40 years old. They still got a good 60 years to live. You want those years to be quality years. You know what I'm saying? And for Falcons fans, that got a problem with anything I say, y'all can fuck off. Right, we don't need your ass on here anyway. If you got a problem with if you got a problem with anything I'm saying, because y'all want to be assholes and cheer guys getting injured, man. Like I said, this man got a punch it long. I don't give a damn how much I hate the Saints. I don't give a damn how much I hate Drew Brees. But I don't want the man to fucking die. Like you guys, like this man, this is a serious injury. And the CTE ain't no joke exactly nick like this it ain't no freaking joke It's no freaking it like it's no it's nothing to joke about these people are human you got their little kids at home don't know if their daddy gonna be all right they going home daddy can't breathe daddy can't walk daddy can't do anything think about it that way so when it come down to it man we gotta like learn how to separate football from reality from real life and some of you guys don't know how to separate real life issues from, you know, sports, you know what I'm saying? And that, like, that shit is just going too far. And, like I said, if you got a problem with anything I got to say, man, you know, you can fuck off. You can unsubscribe right now. I don't want your kind anywhere near me any fucking way. So, with that being said, Miss Maggie, you want to close us out? i
2: supposed to follow after all of that? Oh, well. I I basically wanted to jump in, um, (laughs) and it's robbery week, and we are going to be doing a special Friday episode. I've been um, recruiting. We're going to have a couple of ain't fans on there, unfortunately, Um, along with maybe some of the panel right about here. And um, we're going to do a special episode Friday, and we have a new show that's coming. We might test (laughs) it out this Saturday, but everybody's been talking about we need a pre. Pre-show, Atlanta Falcons Nation getting ready to bring y'all a actual pre-show, but it's gonna be Saturday, um, 11 a.m. right before college and everything else, so y'all can still kind of get your tailgate on and you know. But it's time for a pre-game show for Atlanta Falcons Nation, so we are definitely bringing that Saturday mornings. Look for it. Look for it. You're gonna have some new faces. We tried to have Magnus on, but he was having some technical difficulties, but you'll be seeing him there. As well as you might see some familiar faces on there but tune in y'all tune in as well as like uh Kevin said K Styles uh atL in sports zones 8 p.m tomorrow as well as for people don't know lust exchange is an adult show and yes we talk about look- sex and everything else so if you you ain't cool with the wife and she She don't know what we're talking about. She might not like it. Yeah, we might be a little friendly because it's an adult show. So if you can't handle it, don't watch it. How about that? We talk about everything you want to talk about that people are afraid to talk about on Lust Exchange. So make sure y'all check us out if you want to hear some good, good stuff. But with that being said, people, appreciate y'all tuning in. Make sure y'all tuning in tomorrow as well as Friday for the robbery night. This is gonna be epic this would be crazy i want y'all to bring all y'all's freaking call your saints friends get them in the chat let's do it we might even have the phone lines open that night so let's do it it's robbery friday night let's act a fool so let's do it y'all but on that note let's go ahead and end this right here we got jay rock jew talk sports just K styles matt mike sports and myself and we out and Mark, he ain't showing up, y'all. You ain't showing up, Mark.
4: You ain't he showing ain't
2: up, Mark.
5: Hey,
4: you I got one know, more thing. Everybody follow up. the Discord too. Like I said, <laughs> follow the Discord. It's popping. It's open-minded. Mike got it set up with a whole bunch of sections. Y'all go join the Discord.
2: There you go. Join the Discord <laughs> and look, look. Tell you what, hide it, hide it. Put the earphones <laughs> in if you want to talk, listen to it. You can watch it later, y'all. Go ahead. It don't matter? this do matter. It's all matter. <laughs> Plus, exchange is for everybody. Just get your look for real, for real. It's not just about sex and everything else. We do teach lessons, so please, you'll learn something. So don't don't underestimate what we're talking about. The topic might be hot, but you're gonna learn something from both of y'all. So it's for everybody. Yeah, I'm talking about you, Nick. Don't get your password changed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, hey! If you want, if you want to compare Lush and Stray to any show, you remember that old lady that
2: showed us he come on at Sex night on HBO? Suit. <laughs> Sex Talks Sue, that was my, that was my girl. She taught me, she taught me how to damn give a blowjob. Oh ain't gonna lie, y'all. Oh God!
4: Oh she man. taught me.
2: I'm sorry I had to say it, but she, oh she, she keep it real. Oh my
4: people so. get the hand
2: she was what? giving them them tips and everything, What's so up? y'all go back and watch her old ass because she was look she was on it. But anyway, I, I think you
4: might have started the whole chat with that one.
2: Is that She she was she, she was an old thot. Cheap look, <laughs> cheap look, <plug, laughs> Lush exchange, cheap look. But all right, we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> y'all tripping. Well, we ain't shit for that what the fuck? all right yeah i'm gonna go ahead but they talking about blowjobs on keys corner right about now so i'm gonna go on over there and join on that oh yeah show. yeah, Is yeah, yeah, keys yeah but, hey, no it's not hey, keys hey. corner it's uh um black girls interrupted so i'm gonna be on there I, i'll see y'all later i'm about to make my appearance on there because that's what they talking about tonight speaking of all right yeah <laughs> mm. oh yeah y'all make sure y'all
4: follow find-